Hi, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I have a special guest today who is here from Ireland. Her name is Mary. I always get it wrong. Howick. 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 Okay, sorry. Um, And Mary has had a very interesting uh, life. She had spent more than 30 years in leadership positions um, within large multinational financial institutions, which is impressive enough. Been a single mother, which is also uh, very impressive. She has spent time after being in the business world to go out and start looking at what other places that she could expand into. And she has become a uh, Reiki master, applied psychotherapist, a facilitator of the Isha Judd system, which uh, she'll tell us about later in the podcast, and as a stress management coach. Um, she's also had a brush with cancer, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about as well, since this is a, a health-oriented podcast. She's also been trained as a three principles coach, which is where I met Mary because we're both in the in a, a similar uh, the same group having to do with the three principles, um, and she has really dedicated her life now to living it mainly from her own place of inner peace, well-being, and clarity and joy, and she has a mission in life now to lead people into the space of inner peace beneath the chatter of the mind where they can access the enormous power and clarity of who they really are. I really like that. I had to, I had to make sure I got that in there. So welcome, Mary. It's really a pleasure to have you here on my podcast. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure to be here with you. And thank you for that long introduction. It indicates the age I am and how, how much life I've actually lived. <laughs> well, I was going to say that's just, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to, um, is that I think the people you're talking to are probably not too far off or may actually be past you like I am. <laughs> so we, uh, all, we all appreciate probably more than a lot of other people would what you've done and the amount of time that you have spent in doing some of these things. So go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and this funny thing is, Susan, I'd have to say at the age of 61, it's probably the happiest I've ever been in my life and my favorite age ever. Um, and yeah, for sure, I, I'm living in a space of peace and well-being most of the time now. Not all the time, obviously, but a lot of the time. And it definitely wasn't always like that, you know, when I was in stressful leadership positions and at the same time raising my son and dealing with staff challenges and customer challenges and child challenges and, you know, life, there was just so much going on. And I always was someone that kept a really good front on. I would have been a really good poker player. I never actually did play, but I think I would have done very well. And um, yeah, we and we accumulate so much, so mm. much stress, um, you know, at certain stages in our lives. And 
I look back and like I was always, I always had a spiritual mm-hmm. side to me as well. I was always searching for something. Mm-hmm. And some of the things I did, I did alongside my career. Like I trained as a Reiki master and I studied psychotherapy and I did a lot of things alongside my career. And some ways they probably kept me sane. <laughs> and um, I also, you know, had learned a lot about manifestation and the power of our mind. And I found that to be very, very true. And I would try and focus on what I want and not focus on what I didn't want. And you mentioned there that at one point I had cancer. One of the things I definitely didn't want was cancer. And it was rife in my family, like both my parents and most of their siblings died of cancer. So it was something that our generation, you know, were very aware was, was, was rampant in our family. And my way to deal with that was to totally ignore it. And I thought, well, if I don't focus on it, it'll never happen. But what I didn't realize that my determination to not focus on it was actually a type of focus in itself. Mm. So if there was something on TV that mentioned cancer, I'd turn it off. If there was some, an article, I wouldn't read it. If there was a conversation, I would leave it. So my very determination to avoid it was in itself almost an obsession. Interesting. Yeah. And also I would have been very health aware, you know, I would eaten organic food. I would have exercised. Mm -hmm. I would have drank alkaline water. I would have basically done all the things that you're supposed to do. And so I was pretty shocked when I was diagnosed and I really, really, I couldn't understand how it could possibly be when I had seen to take all the necessary actions to avoid it. Right. And just before the diagnosis, like a few months before that, I'd come across, you mentioned Isha Judd, I'd come across her. Uh And she's an Australian woman who actually had an enlightenment experience and lives now from a place of of an understanding of life that came out of that experience. And she created a system to help people connect with who they are and to, with consistent practice lead them to something near the experience she has herself and I had met her and gone to her center and we had really clicked so when this happened I thought I'll contact her and see what she says so you know I contacted her and said why would this happen to me you know why when I'm doing everything right could this possible happen, happen to me and she went there's no point in asking why mm. she said sometimes things just happen and the important thing is rather than to fight with it to accept this is how it is and something that I became aware of is that I really had fought a lot with everything in my life like I was a very determined lady and I wanted things to be the way I wanted them to be but there's a lot of efforting in that it is it's tiring so I was the same with this it's like yeah it's tiring so it was the same with this it was like how dare this happen to me how could this happen to me so I was armed to do battle and so what she said was no just accept this is how it is and she said I can't tell you why but she said if you practice the system and go within you may have insight for yourself Mm. 
And what I realized, like part of the system is about coming in touch with your emotions and then moving your emotions, tools to move them. And I realized I was so cut off from my emotions. Like I had suppressed anger and sadness and pain from throughout my life that I'd never let myself probably feel or look at. It was like my approach to cancer, just ignore it and it'll go away. But it was all stored somewhere within. And my son had left home a few years earlier to go off to college. My relationship uh. was breaking down. Um, my career was going very well, but I had a real sense of, so what, you know, what's the point of it? What's the purpose now? And I had lost purpose in life and I was pretty full of resentment and stuff. Mm. And I realized that that was probably a big contributor. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so with the system, I started, I started moving all that. And as I was doing that, the medical process was obviously going through. And the good news was it hadn't spread. It was in my bowel. It hadn't spread. Wow. They were able to operate and the operation was a complete success. But I nearly died in the process because there was complications in the operation and a really bad infection set in. Oh no. So I was in hospital for about seven weeks. And at one point my organs were all closing down. Like it was really, really, really bad. And again, one night I was going to bed and I thought, okay, this really now I felt so weak and they were planning an operation the next morning. I thought I I probably can't handle it. Mm. And I sent a message again to Isha and she came back to me and she said, Mary, surrender, surrender, completely surrender, stop fighting, give up, surrender, surrender to whatever happens. And amazingly enough, I did, probably as a result of her energy and the calm that she brought, I did actually surrender Uh and fall asleep. Yeah. And the next day, the consultant came in and said, he said, Mary, I don't know what's happened with your immune system, but it suddenly just kicked in. And he said, when it kicks in, my God, it kicks in. He says, your bloods have totally changed and we're not going to operate. And you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. We'll just keep you on antibiotics and you'll be fine. Oh, my God. And so after that, I just said, well, (laughs) (laughs) I went back into corporate and I was going, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And so I retired because I was old enough to retire happily. Ah. And I went off to Uruguay to Isha's center and I spent two years in Uruguay and a year in Mexico working with her. Wow. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That must, that must've been, boy, tell, just tell us a little bit about, about that and you know, what, what you were, what you were doing. I mean, what kinds of practices and kinds of things so I, the, the actual system itself, it's based around, it's for, they're like meditation, but it's, it's not really meditation because it's geared to bring you into contact with your inner self so that you have that throughout the day. Whereas often with meditation, it's something you do and then you leave it when you, you walk around. Right. But this is more to access who you really are and to bring that into the day. Mm. And then alongside that, there's a set of tools for dealing with and handling your emotions. And so what I was doing in the center was a combination of helping run the center, you know, oh, practically yeah. uh-huh. cooking and cleaning and, and so on. And then also working with students, running groups, supporting people one to one. 
And it was amazing, you know, seeing people coming in with all kinds of life circumstances. And wow. South America, some of the stuff coming in and some of the things people had gone through were quite horrific. But watching them transform over a period of time and then, and then leave again. So it was really, you know, it was really a privilege to have mm. that time and have the opportunity to actually go and be there. Uh, but then I started to crave coming back to Ireland. You know, there's something about your friends and your family, and especially if you yeah. have a son, you know, I just, I just wanted to come home again. Yes, and so, I'm sure. So I came back, yeah. And I came back then, and I teach the system, uh -huh. uh, the actual issue judge system, but um, I, want, I was looking for something else to do as well. Mm. And... Then I discovered Jamie Smart in London and the yep. work of Sydney Banks, as you yep. know. Yes. And Sydney <laughs> is also this incredibly enlightened, wise man yes. who brought, brought such wisdom to earth. Yes, yes, yes. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And that, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, luckily there are tapes and things of him talking and, and the books that he wrote and, and there are a lot of people who knew him but boy wouldn't that have been an experience to have been able to hear him live that just would have been mm -hmm. truly mind-changing and you know Susan I even find when I listen to his stuff out on YouTube that if it touches me and yes. You know, I get insights just listening to him, even online. But yeah, I can imagine in person how incredible it would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although from what I understand, I mean, the, the electricity of it gets, comes through. Like you say, I mean, I, I think everybody gets touched by it, but it's still, you always think, oh, in person, it would have, would have been even better. And, you know, maybe that's us putting that onto it. You know, and but I think it's not necessarily true, right? I think you're absolutely right. Also, you know, what, what I have realized through the training I've done with Jamie yeah. in the three principles and in what I did with Isha in Uruguay and Mexico is that there really is this source mm. that's just common to everyone and everything. So, like, it makes sense to me that it doesn't matter if the person's in Mexico and I'm here, it doesn't matter if the person spoke in the past and I'm in the year yeah. 2020. It's like this, this one, and Sydney Banks would call it the mind. Right. That's consistently there. And it's, there's, you know, we have access to everything from that space. And so yeah. we can get touched. Yeah. We can get touched by something Sydney said 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, I think interestingly thinking about it that actually you can see all of the, the lineage isn't the right word, more of a line, actual line between and, and across all of the different spiritual practices that are out there um you know over the last couple hundred years really and the people who really i mean even like you were talking about meditation 
I mean, when you look at somebody, say, like the Dalai Lama, okay, I mean, he, the meditation has done that for him, right? Um, maybe the rest of us may not have gotten to the same as deep of a place, but then we haven't really spent our lives to that same degree, um, you know, because I know that I, I got a lot of that just from the Buddhist meditation and the, and the Sashins and practices and, you know, when just sitting there and you're not talking and you're, and the same thing as you were saying that you were doing, you know, cleaning and cooking and all of that um, at, at the, at the Zendo. And, you know, I just think it's so interesting because you can go to all of these different cultures and they all have their own spiritual traditions. Um, they call it something different, but at base, most of them all have the same kinds of practices and the same kinds of mindset. Um, and the thing I find a little bit different about Sydney Banks's about the three principles is that it's it's built around actually taking it out into your life, into your daily life. Whereas a lot of the others, the others actually are starting to teach more of that now. But, um, but for a long time, it wasn't. It was, oh, if you're in the Zendo, you know, you're supposed to walk out with it and take it with you. But it's so easy, especially if you're working or whatever, to get in there and it doesn't, you know, all of a sudden you're not, you're in that, and all of the other is kind of behind you. When you go home, maybe you get back in it, but <laughs> you're at work. Um, it's like a whole different, because I know I had that a lot too. But I find that with the three principles, it's just, it goes with me. And I, I do things or I think things or, I, or whatever. And, and it isn't until I look back on it, you know, a week later and go, oh, that's why I did that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I let go of that. That's you know amazing <laughs> kind of thing. I, yeah, yeah. I love everything you said there, and I totally agree about it's like with the three principles, mm. you see something differently, and you don't like. For me, often I don't even realize that something has changed. Yeah. And exactly what you said, you look back and you realize, oh, I behave differently there than I normally would, but yes. there's no effort or no system, or no technique. It's just you're seeing things from a different place. And so yeah. automatically you're responding differently. Yeah. And it's incredible. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's, you know, and, and I find that it's even, it's even difficult for me to try and explain to somebody what it is. You know, I haven't gotten to that level of, of expertise, if you want to call it that, to really be able to communicate it, but people still seem to get it. You know, um, I was talking, I'm over, I'm taking over the podcast here. <laughs> we'll be right back to you. <laughs> but, but I just, I just, all of a sudden it occurred to me, the, um, I was talking with someone who I didn't even realize he was, he wanted to talk to me as a coach and I didn't realize that was why we were having this conversation. 
but anyways, we were talking about it and, and I got into the whole thing with the coaching. He was asking me about it and, and I started talking about, about the three principles and, and, um, in more, I think people can, can appreciate it more if you talk about it as an inside out kind of way of, of living. Um, and he got so impacted. He was just like, how do I learn more about this? How do I, I mean, and, and turned out he was telling all of his friends about it afterwards. And I mean, he just, you know, I, I was, I uh, was, totally amazed and we connected really well as well which was good but um i had never quite seen and maybe it's because he's a lot younger than we are but um i had never seen anybody kind of react in that or maybe he was just open just ready for it mm. and that can be the case sometimes we're just ready but yeah. it's like we're all searching for the same thing Mm. whether it was buddhism or whether it's meditation or everybody's yeah. looking for this space of well-being and peace mm -hmm. and love there's this it's like a love that underlies everything mm. and at some level we know it's there somewhere and we're searching for it and we're usually searching outside that somebody else would give it to us or that the job would give it to us or if we have enough money we'll buy it yes but the thing is we have it already when right. we just calm down and relax and what you said about you said i find it hard to explain it and it's like you almost can't explain it it's like a yeah. feeling that yeah. you you fall into and sometimes when you're talking to someone which is what happened for that guy obviously yeah you follow into it with them and what i love about the tree principles is it makes it so simple and everyday and it's not just for the people that have time to meditate or to go and live in the center it's right it's here for all of us yeah and it's who we actually are and that's what i love just that realization that it, that's who I am. You know, I don't have to try. I don't have to work at it. Mm. And if I let all the efforting go, it's like what's left is that. Yeah. And I realized that's what Isha meant when she was telling me, surrender, surrender. Stop ah. fighting with life and let go. Because it's like when we let go our thinking and our fighting with life, then we fall into something that's able to actually look after us. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that really is. It's and it's not just so much necessarily just within us, because what's within us is the same thing that's within all of us, right? Exactly. It's not. It's not my little piece of it and your little piece of it. It's really accessing that that um wisdom that's in in the universe i mean it's just in life overall um and i think and it's you know we don't need to get all the way into religion and all that kind of stuff but i think it's kind of interesting that if you think about it that really is what most of the religions have always tried to say but people couldn't hear it that way 
And so they always had to come up with somebody or something that they could say, okay, there it is. Now, now follow this person or follow that or right in order, in order to get it. Um, which is, which is kind of interesting. I don't know whether we've all evolved past that. Well, maybe I shouldn't say all because obviously there's still a lot of people who need that, but <laughs> for some of us, <laughs> we kind of evolved past it to understand that it's just there for everybody. And you're right. There seems to have been a big evolution even over the last 30 years. Because mm -hmm. I remember when I was working and I was interested in anything spiritual, they thought I was completely crazy. Like it, mm -hmm. just people didn't get it at all. Whereas now, you know, there's mindfulness in most workplaces. Yes. And in schools, and it's, it's so yes. accepted now that yeah. it isn't just for the guru and it isn't just for the Pope and it isn't just for whoever, it's for all of us. Yes, yes. And it's not just for that week that you go and sit in the Zendo or that, or that week where you go and fast or, mm. you know, you, you, it's, it's, it's there and it's a part of your life. And, and those weeks can be very nice and they can be really, you know, it can oh, yeah. be a lovely way to treat ourselves. And sometimes there can be the way to fall into it, but for sure, that's not what it's about. It's, it's like, um, if it's not, if something isn't useful in your day-to-day -day life, mm -hmm. then it becomes one more thing that you have to do. Jamie talks about this as being subtractive and I love that because yes. I have never before had something that gave me less to do and less to think about and less to worry about and that's just brilliant you know I'm so into that <laughs> exactly exactly yeah for sure for sure and and it it's interesting because you know listening to your story you can see how your your route from the the um, working and family and all of that and 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 then starting to kind of um, go put feelers out to other things, whether it was Reiki or um, psychotherapy, right. Um, and then to to do the thing with um with isha i can't remember her last name isha judd yeah judd thank you um you know was was another another foot in to that into that whole thing um and and that um even and then and then you know I, I'm a true believer that we bring things into our lives that we need. And then we find out later why it is that we kind of needed mm -hmm. it because it pushes us in a direction or, or teaches us something or, or whatever. Um, and I kind of see that in your story as well, because I see the cancer being that kind of a thing. You were kind of dabbling and the cancer, you just, you know, kind of said, okay, no, 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 you got to go full in on this. You know, I'm so grateful 
for that cancer because mm. it has totally shifted the course of my life. And I feel I'm much more authentically myself now than the act of being the professional lady that nothing ever bothered. Yeah. And then like I see it as a gift from life. It taught me something else as well that's of so much value to me. And that is that things are never actually as bad as what we fear they're going to be. Mm. And I've also heard that spoken about in the three principles. Mm-hmm. Really, we always have everything we need to deal with whatever is happening in the moment. But when we're obsessing about things in the future, we never build into our thinking the resilience that we have, the wisdom that will come, and the support that will be available to us at the time. And I feel like, you know, someday I am going to die of something. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but I think we're all the public. Yeah. But it's like I have absolutely no fear because I know whatever happens in my life, I'll deal with it at the time. And I'm mm. not going to waste one second of my valuable life worrying about something that may or may not happen out in the future. But it's a different now. It's not like I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to read about it. It's like, ah, oh, no, it's, it doesn't, it's not going to, I don't care. I can read about it. I can listen to it. I can sit with somebody and be there for them. But it doesn't mean I'm going to worry and fret for myself because I totally know that I'll be looked after at the time, that I'll cope and that it will be okay. Because we always actually are. Mm, yes yes we look back at all the things we've worried about oh, yes and don't now we. we can't even remember what they were yeah exactly well that has that has to do with age huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it can be very useful sometimes <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly <laughs> I go to uh-huh. a movie, you know, and my son goes, oh, did you see that movie? What was it about? And I go, I have no idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> days ago, and I went, I can't remember, David. And he's going, mom, why won't you tell me? And I've gone, no, really, I can't remember. <laughs> just <don't get> <laughs> yes, I totally, I totally get that one. <laughs> I can have a conversation with someone and it's like, okay, I remembered the I remember the main points. I remember what I, you know, what I needed to get out of it. The particulars are a little hazy. (laughs) And my husband's always like, God, why can't you, you know, why can't you remember anything? It's like, well, how long do you have? (laughs) I'll give you the, well, you want the long explanation or the short one? I remember working, you know, I used to be able to 1 million percent trust my memory. Yes. I could go anywhere and be so yes. sure if I remembered it, it was like that. And then suddenly I started to realize, oh, maybe I don't remember that right. I was pretty shocking. Yes. I yes. think it was like 55 or something. I started to say, I, I menopause. Or yeah. Menopause. Yeah. It's, it's totally... Um, we stop getting those hormones and mm. um, I've been reading even more and more about it lately. And, and it's, it really, it, 
it really is a sh like a shock to the system and, and especially mm -hmm. to the brain. We just don't get, the brain doesn't get what it needs anymore. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm trying to do a little, a little more digging around on that and trying to see what kinds of things to, cause I certainly don't want to go on, on hormones or any of that kind of stuff. I did, that was bad no. enough being on the pill, let alone. The... Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I'm, I, I'm not in favor of that either. I must say I feel really good now. Yeah. Like I'm, I probably don't remember as well as I did, but it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. You know, I can be organized. I can write down the things that I oh, need yeah. to remember. Yeah, and, thank you. Yeah. You know, a lot of things aren't worth remembering. We're better off forgetting about them. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very yeah. good point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. I totally agree. And there are things you can do. They have all those brain brain games and stuff that you can play mm -hmm. on the computer and that supposedly help. I've never done them long enough to actually see whether yeah. they work or not. <laughs> me, me either. I'm a big believer though, that if we're happy yeah. and present in the moment, mm. that, uh, and we have access to that inner wisdom that we have everything we need. Yeah. Like we have more than we ever had when we've access to that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I remember one time I used to worry about, oh, what if I lose more memory? Really, I don't worry about it anymore. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you know. Mm. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. I think sometimes our worry about things is worse than the thing themselves. Oh, that's I know for me, yeah, when I started <laughs> noticing that my memory wasn't as good as it was, I really was freaking out initially. <laughs> now it's yeah. like but it's okay you know everything i need to know i know yeah yeah i still can get home i still find my keys mm, mm. <laughs> yeah and if, I if i've forgotten the row i had with my neighbor three years ago hey goodbye no problem <laughs> exactly there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh exactly <sighs> so Okay, well, we have we have covered a lot of of, of material, I think. Yes, we given have. people a lot of things to, to think about. Um, so, um, you know, is there a, I don't know, is there anything else that that you'd like to to talk about or you know to say and kind of wrapping wrap this up in the next you know five. 10 minutes or whatever well as you said i think we did cover a lot of ground mm. and i suppose if there's one thing that i'd want to say is that life is really simple mm. and i look back and i realize how much i complicated it okay. trying to be better than i thought i was trying to pretend i was what i wasn't rather than knowing that you know, I was always okay just as I was and mm. that it was okay to be vulnerable and it was okay sometimes to be angry and it was okay sometimes to be sad. It was okay sometimes to not know what to do. And I never knew that. I thought, you know, that you had to be a certain way. I thought that I wasn't good enough and that I had to pretend to be more. 
And it's like now I've fallen back into who I am and I, I feel very comfortable in me. Uh, and the interesting thing is the world hasn't fallen apart. <laughs> and I realized nobody else was actually judging me, just me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that really we make up the rules. Like we can be any way we want to be and the world accepts it. Yeah. What's, it was in my own head. Everything was in yeah, my own head. Yeah. 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 And it's not only just the rules. I mean, we, we make up our lives. We do. Totally. You know, um, and one of the things that I've, I've, that I've learned that has, has really, <clears throat> um, I don't know, I, it's just made a big impression on me, which is that we all see and hear everything differently. So, um, you know, if, if, I, if I go to the supermarket and I see something, then and then somebody else is there and they see that let's say somebody falls or somebody tries to steal something or whatever right um and people come in and ask the other person and ask me for my version of the story it really is my version and her version and and when they've done tests on this you know i mean they've done um, experiments on it doing that they where they have videotaped something and then asked, you know, five or six different people who watched it, what happened? None of them got it right. Not one. And so that's why they say, you know, eyewitnesses are, are totally unreliable mm. because, because we all see th literally through our own eyes <laughs> and we change it and the brain changes it. So and it just yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead. No, no, that's all right. Go ahead. No, it it just shows how little sense there is in trying to convince someone else of something we, we think is true. Yes. You know, so many rows and arguments, and really, both people have different percep perceptions of the event, and that's okay. And actually, one of the lovely things I got out of the training with Jamie is to be curious about why the other person sees it as they do. Mm -hmm. so rather than trying to convince them that you're right and they're wrong, it's more go in and see why, how does it see it like that? And that's really fun. Yeah. It's a really fun thing to do. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm. Like even in relationships, suddenly <sighs> rather than arguing over something, it's just to be curious. And then the other person feels so heard. It's mm -hmm. lovely. Yeah. Like I, that was one thing that I really love from the training. Ah, okay. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> usually I just, usually I just say, yeah, you know, it's, it, we're seeing it differently. And, and then I, you know, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that works too. It's why you're trying to beat them into submission that isn't <laughs> so useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, there's, there's always that time when it, when, you know, they'll say, oh, well, um, you know, well, you said you were going to do da, 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 da. And it's like, I don't remember saying that. I don't remember, you know, agreeing to that. It's like, no, I know you did. This is what, that's what you said. Like, yeah. Hmm. 
Well, that's interesting because <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess I guess that's one one other way, as we were saying, that we're you know not having as good a memory is a is a very good excuse for a lot of things now. <laughs> it is, yeah. Even though I've let myself off the hook on consistency, I now allow myself to think one way one day and think differently another day. Whereas before I would have been very rigid. I would be like, uh, if that's how I'm seen, I'm never going to change from that. Yeah. Whereas now uh, I go, yeah, I thought that was a good idea back then, but now I don't think it is because uh, <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay to not be totally consistent forevermore. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. so much more fun this yeah. way. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of zig and zag instead of going mm. this way, even when you're falling off a cliff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if I was to use one word to summarize what mm. I've gained, I'd say it's freedom. Mm. Freedom from having to be any certain way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, I really think too that, that, the experience you had with the cancer was just so transformative. Yeah. And it, it was, and it, it, was... it allowed you to, to do all of these things and, and see all these things fresh. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, it really, it kind of was like a reset button on my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What I thought would be the worst thing in the world turned out to be, one of the greatest gifts in my life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wow. Well, I think that's probably a good, a good place to, uh, to wrap this up. So, I really enjoyed talking to you, Susan. Hey, I, I, you, you beat me to it. I was just going to thank you for a wonderful conversation. And um, I'm, I'm very happy that you agreed to come on my podcast. Thank you very much for having me on. Yes. So I'm going to add, add my, little, my little ending here that I always have, which is that I am not a doctor and this is not medical advice. Um, and if you are having any kind of medical issues, please go see your doctor and or the emergency room if it really is an emergency. And um, I will look forward to talking to all of you next week. <laughs>